I mean, for me, like the last month, okay, I've literally done no, we'll call it what we call it, marketing. Yeah. Business in literally a whole month. I've done nothing because of my surgery. Um, my best friend lost her mother really unexpectedly. Wow. Um, just, yeah, just a kind of a few other like little personal things. So it was like a really, like a month of a lot of stuff going on. And I don't know about you, but like I can't show up online and start talking about my work when I've got all of that going on. It just feels so icky and inauthentic. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna have to shelve this until the time feels right for me to yeah. get back out there and start, you know, sharing my work and talking about things again. I think that's amazing as well, though, that we've got to that stage in. Um you know, entrepreneurship, whatever you want to call it, that, that that's okay, that we can feel comfortable doing that. Because I know, well, even now I struggle with it a little, but, you know, maybe, gosh, probably a year and a half, two years ago, I would, I would struggle to kind of, I would feel like I had to show up every day in some way. And if I didn't, I'd feel like a flake. And yeah, I feel like, you know, the message is always you've got to put yourself out there every single day and multiple times a day. And That's the thing, isn't it? And I think that that's a trap because the people who are saying that um, has, <laughs> this is a rabbit hole, it feels like, <laughs> have either done that and it has worked for them or they're just copycatting somebody else by saying that. Yeah. But I think as... He, like as humans just to, or as these social beings and seeing how social media is and everything we automatically see that like more 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 obvious obviously but doesn't really it's a myth equals more 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 success yeah so you put out there the more you're going to get right and I think that that is going to be the case if all of that what you're putting out there is in complete alignment and is in you know authentic and, and true to what you think and your energy and all of that good stuff right but if it's not coming from that place what's the point because I don't think that's going to give you more success so I just think um yeah I am I haven't been in like the online world now in a couple of different uh areas I've, I've come to realize that like you've literally just got to navigate this in the way that feels most right for you because so much it just there isn't a one size fits all for it. There really isn't. Yeah, I agree with that so much. And I think modeling it, as you say, is is the real key component of that. Because when you model it, it gives other people permission. And I, I want to say as well that one of my, so there was two things about the social media stuff is that actually I feel like maybe I'm crazy, but I often feel like the more you post, the the le maybe the algorithms work against you in some way because I've found that I, if I don't post for a few days and then I post something I actually get more engagement quite often it's whereas if I post several times a day it's like it kind of dilutes it yeah well this is the quantity versus quality argument isn't it yeah yeah I think, and I certainly think that this I mean we can talk about this you know as creatives I think this is certainly key as a creative person. I don't know about you, but I just couldn't put out work that I didn't like or didn't believe in. Yeah. Didn't sit right with me. And yeah. I want to 
case in the best of what I do. And so therefore I'm not going to dilute it down with little snippets of the crap <laughs> that didn't make the cut. It just, just for the sake of having stuff out there that the algorithm might see and pick up on. And yeah, I'm in total agreement there, you know, um, I quality over quantity ends. Yeah, and also I, I think it's funny as well because coming back to the whole modeling thing is that um I went through a couple of weeks of being really low and you know we've all got our cycles and then there's like cycles on top of cycles and it was just one where you know several lows all lined up at the same time and so I was kind of found myself in this dip and I was like okay it's fine I just I'm gonna do my thing I'm gonna be in it you know all of that but there was a few days where I didn't post anything on social media and then I had this internal kind of argument in my head about you know on the one hand the kind of the the demon little voice that says nobody's gonna miss you anyway right 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 <laughs> and then and then on the other hand I was like well actually I feel like you know I have these followers and you know they do they do kind of come to see my stuff so it, it's you know like any relationship it's kind of a nice thing to say oh I'm not around because so I put out a little just a really small little thing to say uh, I'm social media fasting yeah. and I didn't explain it or anything I just kind of said this is what I'm doing taking a few days off you know see you on the other side and I didn't think anything of it and then when I came back it was like one of my most engaged posts <laughs> Totally. Because love people it. love to have that modelled for them, I think. They need the permission to, for it to be, that's okay, you know, and um, yeah, yeah. And to kind of be grown up about it as well. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking of myself, of and to myself, because there was definitely that thing about, oh, I can't be bothered and who cares anyway. But then the other more responsible part of me saying, well, actually, this is a, you know, this is something you, you can share and that's okay because it's part of your process. Exactly, exactly. I, yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, social media is, um, I, I, yeah, coming back to the, I think the thing you said earlier about, you know, we are in this period, I think, where we can become more and more ourselves, but also um create a business in that space where we are more and more ourselves at the same time yes yes I think that has been elevated so much especially in this last year because yeah. we haven't had the so many distractions around us have we so it's like everything's just been stripped back to you know just being you <laughs> at home in your space without you know all of the fancy stuff and the stuff that you could go and do and and talk about and had take photos of and and all of that everything's been stripped right back and so people who've really like stepped up to the mark about you know bringing their personality into their business whatever that may be um I there's some people who are like just really flourishing and it's amazing to see yeah um, yeah, for sure. And I think it's it's incredible. It's like, you know, realistically, when I was, I mean, I have a degree in fine art, but even that, so I graduated in 2008, I really, really struggled to think of a way that I would be able to 
have a creative career, one which would make me money and I'd still get to be a creative. It still felt at that point in time, even when I was doing like A-level art, like GCSE A-level art, thinking, oh, I want to go and study art. But then, then what happens after you go study art? Like, well, do you just become an artist? And like, what yeah. does... And all of that really terrified me. And that's why it's taken me so long to actually pursue a proper creative career. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like there were so many options yeah. now you know because of like the online world you know there's I think there's a lot more opportunities to kind of yeah get creative and entrepreneurial at the same time it's brilliant I so agree and I've loved how you've just seized the bull by the horns this year as well that you were so challenged because you take photographs in person at you know really gorgeous exactly like with you know physical locations with real people and I'd, I'd love to know what like how did that kind of unfold for you where you where you how did you get the idea and how did it all come together where you realized you could do it virtually okay so full disclosure I didn't come up with the concept and um this is virtual photo shoes <laughs> no idea what we're about to talk about so literally, it's, it just had my one-year anniversary because I've not got a notification up on Facebook um, that I did my first shoot on the 10th of April. So it's just a little over a year ago that I did my first one. Mm-hmm. But yes, quite rightly so. Like my entire business was just like falling apart. I, and I'd only really just started my photography business. I had done like a year of training and hustling, doing a lot of shoots, building my portfolio. And then really it was the beginning of 2020 was like the big kind of launch. Started getting paying clients. All of that was like lining up nicely. It was looking like it was going to be a great year. And then <laughs> the pandemic hit and it's like, stay at home, put your camera away, and don't see anyone. That's it, business over. And I was like, what? Um, it was really, really, I mean, yeah, scary and terrifying. I was literally getting cancellation after cancellation. I was like, I just don't know what to do here. So I'm in kind of a couple of photography sort of forums and was just looking through some of those. And I saw some guy who was doing, um, he was talking about virtual photo shoots and really didn't think much of it and didn't don't didn't really look into the concepts all that much but understood that basically you could connect with somebody using their phone and I thought well might might be worth a try so I literally called up a friend and was like can you just try this with me and see if it works Um, and she agreed to and was actually like I got the images downloaded them afterwards and was just blown away with yeah like actually possible to do yeah okay um and the other thing where I kind of like had to do a bit of a pivot was so I was predominantly doing wedding photography beforehand that's where I had most of my training with my mentor was a wedding photographer and that's the area that I thought I was going to work in obviously weddings were yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but I guess I'm I'm lucky um and I worked really hard for this but I had a career in the fitness industry for 10 years previous to that. Um, and the last three years were all online. So I built up this reasonably good network of people all around the world doing all sorts of different things. Um, and a lot of them were small business owners. Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know what? It's these people who are going to need images 
during this time. And I'd already had it on my radar that maybe once my wedding business would be sort of coasting a little bit more and settled, I'd try and do more brand stuff anyway. Um, and I guess in a way, this just kind of accelerated that. So that's who I started doing the virtual shoots with and things have really just built from there. And I've done 200, over 200 shoots in, in, the, in one year. That is bloody incredible. It really is. And I, I just, I think you should be so proud to have pivoted like that and then just really gone for it, you know. And, and I know that you came into some, um, some criticism as well, which, yeah. fucking hell, you know, we're all just doing our best, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, seriously. And you know, you know the irony of it, like, I, these same people who criticised me months later are messaging saying, "Yeah, how do you do that?" Yeah, of way. course, of it's course. Like, yeah, but also the images that you have created from that are bloody incredible. They're gorgeous. They're so vibrant, and I wouldn't have expected from a virtual shoot. Even though technology is so great and camera, you know, like cameras are so brilliant on our phones and stuff now, I wouldn't have expected even then that that the pictures would turn out that well. Yeah, it's that. I mean, you know, what you, I do have a lot to be grateful for with the technology in some of these phones because as that gets better, the quality yeah. of the images and the vibrancy that you're going to be able to get is just only going to increase. In fact, I was just reading in the news yesterday um they i mean the lenses that lens this is an iphone uh, 10 yes yeah. it's a few years old now so it's not the top of the range one yeah lens of it it literally goes all the way through right so it's still like they've made it as thick as they possibly can but they're trying to create technology now which will just be like like a, a contact lens wow like all of the zoom in there and they reckon that that will be in like less than three years so yeah the technology is just going to get better and this is going to be a way that we're going to work like I I, I kind of don't have any doubts about that now having you know even the technology with me being able to do my virtual shoots I use separate software from what I used right at the beginning which is far far superior essentially yeah. To, to, to use like remotely use the lens on your camera so it's, it's things are just getting better and better all the time and so I think it, it would be naive if you are like a photographer starting out now to think that you're only ever going to use one of these yeah yeah you're going to always be there in front of your subject to shoot yeah. so um you know it's it's an exciting time to kind of you know get involved and do this stuff um Absolutely. and yeah I'm really happy like I'm I've definitely carved a little niche for myself but I'm so lucky like I've got to work with amazing people so I'm really happy about that like I do get excited when they we do our shoots because yeah. <laughs> oh no I, I I totally get it and I think you know much like myself you were pushed into it you know you pushed into being finding more creative solutions and actually kind of out of that comfort zone of well this is how it has to be because we were weren't we? we were like well this is just how it has to be and as much as you you know as much as I wanted to like paint all day or whatever you know I felt like I couldn't 
which is ah you know it's like <laughs> why why like you know you you you, you can you can there's so many way, different ways you can go and do stuff so absolutely and um and also you know I think learning because obviously I had kids at home as well so I really had to kind of manage my energy in like so many different ways that I would not have had to do previously but also would have avoided previously so previously I wouldn't even have attempted to work if my kids were around because it just didn't seem possible and obviously I want to be present with them but then I have to work as well so just being able to kind of switch that up a bit more easily and kind of yeah not go crazy <laughs> in the meantime I mean like hats off to you I don't know how how you did it because like sometimes the dog is just like super needy and I'm like oh, <laughs> oh you <laughs> but and also like the I mean if there's anything that you get from like looking at your paintings and your beautiful work is is like just this energy right like it's just so clear how much energy and like emotion goes into each of your paintings like it's just oh right I love it I love it you just get a good of it. and so yeah for you to be juggling that with like your kids and knowing that you want to give them equal energy too well that's you know, you've only got so much and so therefore you know what's going into the paintings what's going to them I like that must have been quite a some, some days it was like completely out of whack <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah absolutely and you know it was complete evolutionary evolutionary process like I say I wouldn't have been able to do it a year ago because I didn't have to I had to learn how to do it just like you had to learn all of the things and as well as you know kind of allowing yourself to feel proud of that new process for yourself you yeah. know because I get it it's like oh well this is this is may, maybe easier isn't the right word but you know this is different um to what people expect it's not as kind of traditional is the key word as well um but what you create is amazing and and for also to have people during lockdown everybody who's trying to run their businesses from home for them to have be able to have professional images taken in in an easy fun way was I think that's pretty revolutionary because you know we're all at home in our jammies <laughs> some people literally yeah. <laughs> with our lockdown hair and everything you know and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Made, it's definitely made things a lot more accessible for some people some people like what I've, it's been really interesting sort of a market research for me with you know people who I love like the types of clients that I really want to work with some of them have never done a photo shoot or anything like that before yeah and, and then a lot have um and I'm actually sort of a little bit saddened by the negative experiences that a lot of people have had because it can be such as then a turn off to then doing anything in the future because you're like yeah. back to that awful experience that you had um and that's the beauty of doing a virtual shoot is it's literally you know it's you and uh, your phone 
And so you don't have that kind of self-conscious, you know, you're in your own space, you don't have that self-conscious thing. And even if, like, even if you don't like me, like, say for instance, we're doing a shoot and you're absolutely hating it. You could just go and switch your phone off if you want. <laughs> right? That hasn't happened to me yet, fortunately. But like, that's, that's you know. Yeah, yeah. Somebody hasn't like traveled hundreds of, or, or vice versa. You haven't traveled like a long way to see them. And yeah. So it sort of, it really does lower that, that, um, you know, barrier to being able to do, to do something, to get some photos and stuff. And it's just, it's a great, it's a great sort of taster experience to having a photo shoot. And as you said, like the quality of the images is, is only getting better because of yeah. the technology uh, and of course my direction. Um, cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I even had a shoot uh, a couple of weeks ago with a woman who's, um, agoraphobic she's like oh. I will never do anything like this because she's literally she went out to get her vaccine that's the only time she's been out oh god wow you know but she's running a, a business from home so she yeah. stuff it's um and she's like this is just brilliant she's like I'll be booking you lots I'm like great um but it's it's brilliant to see that I'm able to help people like that too yeah. yeah all the introverts rejoice <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah it's yeah what do you think your um what do you think your your younger self would think about what what you've created for yourself i think i think she she'd be pretty proud of what i'm doing right now because it's been such a struggle to, I mean, you know, I studied fine art for five years. I did my foundation course, and then I went and did the only four-year undergrad in the UK. <laughs> and I came out with a great degree uh, and didn't have any confidence to go and pursue a career, like a creative career then and that, um, and didn't really have the support from my family, and that's not because they're terrible, awful people, but they're all like scientists, mathematicians. Yeah. I mean, just get, they don't get my world, so they weren't able to help me. Um, and so, you know, I pursued a different path, which I have zero regrets about doing because it's taken me, it took me all over the world and I loved it. Um, but like many things, it just came to a very kind of, well, it came to an end. Yeah. It took me, probably to, in truth, it was like two years of unraveling, lots of shit in the fan, <laughs> the universe giving me those signs left, right and centre. Yeah. <laughs> is that a sign? I'm not sure. Is that another one? Uh, is that a sign? You know. I know that, I know that so well, because I was a yoga teacher and then I kind of went more into doing energy work, but still sort of it being yoga. And so people were very confused and then taking it online and then taking it offline. And this <laughs> is like, yeah. <laughs> it's nuts, isn't it? And, and so I think, but I've always been this creative person. I mean, like this is, this is really sweet. So like where my parents' house, when you walk through the front door, there's a painting on the wall on the left-hand side. And it's this, um, uh, it's a crayon of drawing of a fish with like this, like the blue behind you, beautiful blue watercolor wash over the top of it. 
and it won a Merit Award for Rebecca Wright, age six years, eight months. <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's on the wall right there. And then you can kind of also at the same time glance through the doorway into the dining room where there's a massive, massive print of one of my degree pieces. Wow. Like first and last. Oh, gorgeous. And um, and so it's it's really interesting because like that the creativity has always very much been there in me. You know, my grandparents used to live with us, which was wonderful when I was growing up. They had a little annex on the side of the house, so in the kitchen. I don't know how many times I drew on my granddad's wall. <laughs> Painter, never, never would never say anything. Never, bless him. Um, amazing. Uh, and you know, so yeah, the creativity's always been there, and but I just didn't for a very long time have the confidence to do anything with it. So I think younger me would be like really proud that. I've just given it a go and, yeah. and, and now like the shit's hit the fan a few times more with the pandemic and all the stop starting of my business and now I managed to figure it out still and I'm still standing and still going yeah yeah, yeah. I think actually we're we're pretty incredibly resilient and creative um generation all round because you know, my my parents were self-employed. Um, they they created their own kind of uh, design-based business, design and marketing-based business, and they did really well in the eighties. But there, you know, it was it was still, although they kind of dabbled in lots of different things, and you know, it was all kind of under one umbrella. It was still quite a static entity, I feel, and and. I don't know. I feel like we've had to navigate so many, I guess with, you know, like the rapid changes in technology for a start and like, yeah, I feel like we've had to navigate more significant changes in, in having to evolve ourselves and our businesses. I don't know. What do you feel about that? I mean, I think it's so difficult to predict like, how things are going to develop and therefore like how you're going to be doing stuff right so therefore like that's if you told me when I was at university even so like you know I was there 2004 no barking <laughs> just gonna bark in a minute <laughs> stop growling good boy um yeah so I I was I grad was there 2004 to 2008 and if you'd even told me then that I would be doing what I'm doing now in the way that I'm doing it, I would have thought you were bonkers. Yeah. Right? And that, and if you told me, because that was just when Facebook had started, right? I got on whilst I was at uni, <laughs> which was when we were all posting updates about what we were eating for lunch. Yes. And who wants to go on a bender this weekend kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Becky, right, is feeling sad because the coffee... Ah, yeah. <laughs> Right. And that, you know, we'd be using social media and all these various different platforms online to be either creating work, sharing our message, promoting our businesses, connecting with people all around the world. Right. 
like all of that's just kind of like mind blowing to think if you told somebody then let alone even 10 years before that right yeah it's all it's all a bit nuts um so yes I think we've had to be be very um adaptive and 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 that's the thing you've just got to remain open-minded with with all of this I think you can't have a mindset about anything anymore like pretty much anything is possible and I think that that's just the way anything everything is going and it's such a quick pace yeah yeah I, I totally agree and I feel like this last year as well is you know really cemented in my mind that first of all there's a possibility of doing things in a different way the way that you maybe really always wanted to do them all all the all all along but also that there there is definitely it's it's so obvious that there's zero certainty now moving forwards because we could be put into another lockdown in a couple of months you know this it's not it's not going away but also it's not just this it's so much is so rapidly changing right now and coming into question as well and so I for me I really feel like it is just a time to do what you want (laughs) with integrity clearly but yeah just do do what you were put here to do I couldn't agree more though like seriously my fucking muscle has just <laughs> I like that I like that my fucking muscle seriously I find I mean like I have suffered with anxiety um I first got diagnosed with it when I was working in Bermuda in fitness I was running a studio out there so that was 2000 end of 2014 beginning of 2015 is when I kind of got that diagnosis um and it, it's all very situational stuff to me kind of you know and then take it on I internalize it and I ruminate on an awful lot of stuff and then I find it very difficult to kind of do anything else um and then um, a lot of people kind of suffer like that and I've had various um you know bouts of therapy and and other kinds of treatments to to help me with all of that um which has been great but this last year I mean I it's I really vividly remember I was actually taking the dog for a walk last April this was before I'd done the first virtual photo shoot and I'm walking it was this long path right next to where my parents house is and I was just walking down there and I'm like thinking to myself well I've got nothing to lose by trying to do something different here we cannot do the thing that I want to do right now (laughs) so the alternative is do nothing (laughs) yeah or or just try doing something and fail at doing it but like fuck it (laughs) exactly exactly you know as you say there's no certainty and so yeah I've I've basically used fuck it now to shut my anxiety up (laughs) I love it I love the idea of having a fuck it muscle we're just gonna do that more and more make it stronger and stronger yeah fuck it muscle and a fuck it bucket and I've actually it hasn't arrived yet but I've ordered a a really cool artist here in York he's actually he's got a painting of a fuck it bucket and I was like right that's it I'm getting that fuck it bucket and it's going on the wall (laughs) brilliant oh my god yeah yeah absolutely and I you know 
I'm not sure how old you are, but um, but I feel like it's that classic thing of, you know, since I turned 40, it's really like, I'm just not here for that stuff anymore. You know, I'm here to to actually live the life that I have and stop wasting it and all, <laughs> all right. of the insecurities and, you know, the judgment and... Yeah, exactly. There's just no, there's no point. You know, I, I turned 36 last week, right? Um, but as, as you know, so in January and March, I did two rounds of egg freezing. Yeah. Which was like, that's, you know, that's been running in the background for me throughout the entire pandemic too. Like, wow. I just found out my fertility was a little bit on the low side. <laughs> probably do something about it. Pandemic hits my money disappears. <laughs> ah, how am I going to, what am I going to do about yeah. any of this? Like dating is a disaster during pandemic. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, so again, I've got all this like brain chatter going on. And so, yeah, anyway, finally come around to do the two rounds of egg freezing that I've already done. And now it's interesting because obviously I did that to sort of alleviate some pressure you know to finding Mr. Right to yes. family so don't feel that oh you better start because you know you're yeah. sticking blah 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 um, and it's interesting how that's actually spilled over into other areas of my life that it's like alleviated pressure in, in other ways because I now look at things like well you know I, I'm definitely living more in the present because yeah. not such a yeah as I say with that I, I look at things and I'm like okay well I've done this so therefore I don't need to worry so much right yeah, now. yeah. but yeah I think just in general like having a, an attitude of because we don't have any control we don't have this certainty and that's just like a mechanism of our ego right and absolutely we, actually we never had any certainty it was just that kind of that ridiculous feeling of it's always going to be like this right right it's nuts it's totally nuts but you know what in the end most stuff does seem to work out all right so yeah. why do we worry ourselves so much it's just bonkers yeah. no i i agree and i think as a mom that's where most of my worry goes i think in terms of my life you know i'm I'm okay now. I've overcome so much that I feel like I've got to a place where I'm okay with how things are. Yes, of course, there's more that I want to do and be and, you know, experience. But the where I worry is for my kids and what what they'll have to kind of endure or, you know, be put through or, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And that's where I worry about the future. Yeah understandably so i mean that's surely like i'm not a scientist but that's got to be like part biological nature yeah like, it's supposed to be an inbuilt worry thing there for your children otherwise they're screwed yes <laughs> yes um but yeah also it, it is you know we are living in this rapidly evolving world aren't we and it's it's mind-blowingly quick and that is scary at times like the speed of how things is cha are changing and progressing and I mean I don't know how you feel about like the education system that <laughs> don't get me started <laughs> right. well this is it right I mean 
you know, I have nieces and nephews and, and, and I hear about what it is that they want to do with their life. And some of the stuff is just super exciting. And, I, and, and I'm like, well, stuff that you're learning at school is not really helping with any of this. And yeah. So yeah. And I, I, what I keep coming back to on that is that we have so many more resources available to us to learn now, you know, it's not like, you know, even when, when I was at school, certainly, yeah, like, so when I went to, I went to university in 1997 and graduated in 2001. And when I started university, um, the internet was just being born, basically. It was only just beginning to be used. So in my first year, I distinctly remember the only thing that I used it for was to check emails, which I got, if I got one in a day, that was like, woohoo! <laughs> one email and um and I remember in those first couple of years of my undergrad attempting to use the internet for research for essays and stuff and it was just awful like if you did manage to come across some information it would take hours to load it was like the whole formatting and everything was awful and it was just like this there's no point I'm going to the library and now not only are libraries becoming kind of defunct in their traditional sense but um yeah there's just so we have so many rich and kind of multiple resources for for learning so that school in itself you know whatever it is for that child it's not the only thing and I, I take great heart in that yeah I totally totally agree I think well I think one like learning that as you say there are so many different avenues to learn and to experience life right yeah and then I also think in terms of you know what our kids can grow up to do and be is so much more limitless than yeah then, you know, I think we were certainly, I was certainly like, these are the categories of things yes. you can do. <laughs> um, I, did, I did so many of those, like, uh, what, what were those tests, those career test things? And it was, yeah. <laughs> really funny, actually. So when I, because I was in um, LA, literally, as the pandemic was unfolding, I was in the US, and so I had to get a flight back, and I'd packed all my flat up because I, my first five months of last year I was supposed to be traveling so didn't have anywhere to live so flew back and moved back in with my parents um, and we did the obligatory like every single house in the nation from what I can imagine try and that initial let's just clear all the crap out of the house we'll do a split, spring clean and then the pandemic will be over and we'll be good we've got a clean house so that's yeah. what me and my mum did so for a few weeks, uh, we, we're clearing through stuff, and I found some of those old tests, like the career, what it was called, but there was one on, you know, what you should do, based yeah. on the hour-long tests that you had done. Yeah. And I, it was recommended to me that I should be a children's entertainer. Oh, my God! <laughs> um, and... We had such a laugh over this and then like the, everything else was like super super serious but it yeah. was really, like the number one thing that I should be was a children's entertainer I think my mum was just like mortified 
that like she paid all this money for this test and that it came and, and you know and I, I, I went I was privately educated as well and like my parents have spent a lot of money on my education and so um <laughs> no offense to clowns <laughs> but it was just so I yeah the, the simple fact that you could do you know these tests and that then they give you very specific results as to what you do I mean can you actually imagine if I took that as verbatim and yeah. or you know I think like the next thing was like I should be like an accountant or something like that oh wow these things like I don't know I think yeah, a lot more sort of like exploration. There's just so many more options for what you can do with your life to make money. And now. you can make them up as well. I think, you know. Exactly, that's it. You make up your own. Yeah, which was not encouraged or even, it wasn't even a, a valid path, honestly. You could be self-employed, but it had to be in a particular area. You're self-employed journalist and that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like. <laughs> There's no very little like uh, entrepreneurism, like like yes, so having a small business. None of that was, you know, talked about when I was at school. The path was you went to university and then you did a graduate scheme. I mean, I was I was even sort of tried to be talked off the wall from going to art school. I remember being sat down like, "Are you sure you want to do this? Why do you want to do this? Are you going you're going to be a starving artist?" Yeah great because I thought it was cool at the time I was like great starving artist and then <laughs> towards the end of the degree it's like oh not sure I want to starve but not sure what else to do <laughs> well I taught myself out of it so you know obviously it was all the conditioning kind of around me but I taught myself I, I always wanted to, to pursue art like like you from from the time that I was tiny but but through my kind of school path and all the rest of it I learned that it wasn't valuable it wasn't you know it wasn't like a thing that real it's not a real job <laughs> it's not a real job it's pretty and like only like these absolute superstar you know amazing technical people are like the ones who are going to succeed and make any money which is utter bs but yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, not valuable. It's very, very true. Yeah, because it doesn't, you know, in their eyes, doesn't contribute to the the workforce. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's all changing. I mean, the internet is a great place to be able to be creative, promote your work, connect with people, express yourself. It's yeah, it's really opened up so many avenues. Um, so for anybody who's sort of up and coming in the creative world yeah there's lots of opportunity there for sure I think as well that you know for me that really I feel like there's so much creativity has been forced out of the pandemic where I, I think it's kind of ironic actually because I feel like it was almost like everything was trying to be shut down and controlled yeah. and actually what's come out is people going oh I can be creative <laughs> It's only like creative problem solving that has got us out of a lot of this crap. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, and you know what that, I can't remember what the actual campaign was, but was it Rishi's blooming campaign to, don't worry if you're an artist, you can just retrain. Oh my God. You know what, that backfired on him because yeah. 
creative came out of the woodwork and was like yeah right and 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 good good on everybody who has done that because like you know we need to stand up for ourselves and not um be undervalued and um, because a lot of us creatives have really problem solved here yes and you know i think it's it's massively important um that we, you need that brain to kind of think around certain things that some people are, a logical brain is not necessarily going to see straight away and especially when you're dealing with uncertainty and unknowns so many unknowns you know a logical brain just can't work that out whereas yeah you've, you've got to get creative you've got to get comfortable in the unknown exactly. and just and play it all comes back down to play and um just yeah. really allowing that yeah yeah it's interesting you just triggered a memory in me you know when you're at school um and uh <laughs> if you ever had to like when you're really quite little um, and they give you like, um, you know, there's teeny tiny little light bulbs and a little, the light bulb bottom. And then they give you some wires and a little battery pack. And they're like, okay, and, and now you're going to make the light bulb light up. Yeah. Right. And so essentially what they want you to do is make a little circuit, right? So yeah. you might have attached one of the wires to kind of give you a head start. And then you've just got to then like kind of make... <laughs> And I go, okay, well, let's just try putting this one here, little screwdriver, and then oh, it lights up, right? Yeah. Okay, so me, <laughs> so I took everything apart, everything. Yeah. So I screwed the light bulb out of the fixture thingy, took everything apart, and just looked at everything. Yes. Right, okay, well, let's put it all back together. So the batteries are in the battery pack, I then screwed the wires to the the battery pack and the um so i'm sorry the yeah to the battery pack and then got the two wires and decided that i was going to just put them straight into the top of where you put the light bulb in and then just screw the light bulb back on and it lit up same outcome looked a bit different yeah right wrong it was wrong i was told it was wrong and that memory has stuck with me wow Oh, it's the same outcome it's just one in a different way yeah right that's a fantastic analogy for what what you did yeah. yeah so i just think it's yeah i think there's so many different ways of getting to the same thing sometimes and just yeah anyway oh i love that thank you for sharing that that's that's such a fun and i love as well that idea that you know you saw what at th that young age you saw what it, how it all worked and what the outcome was meant to be and you kind of bypassed the bit that wasn't really necessary <laughs> exactly don't need those screws just stick them in the top of the <laughs> i mean don't go doing that in your house okay? yeah. <laughs> cannot be responsible for any electrical fires um but yeah i it's it, i mean i think as much as anything it was the being told also that that that's wrong or that's not the right way to do something yeah. just like it's just we can't we especially after this year that we've had we can't go through life just going like like robots like this is the right way to do something this is the wrong way or you know this is good bad whatever there's just multiple ways of doing things and i think 
you know we need to need to embrace that creative way of like just looking at and, and solving yeah. different problems and also just you know that whole thing about failure you know like it, that that ties into the right and the wrongness of things doesn't it and that fear of failure comes as a result whereas if you see it more as experimentation and play and just you know kind of just seeing what happens then there's no failure there's just learning exactly exactly and then you can't go you can't like there's nothing there's only good stuff comes from like learning and trying stuff in my opinion like you know that's doing nothing just sitting there being a little bit too scared or just doing the same thing and again I mean that's just insanity anyway isn't it yeah I think yeah there's yeah playing experimenting getting getting messy (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I love it that looks for whoever you are you know oh do you feel like um what do I want to say do you feel like this past year has helped you to really tune into your kind of fundamental practices to come back to self um and do you feel like you're in does, as a result do you feel like you're in a place now where you you know you might have been taken off course previously but now you're you're kind of more resilient does that make sense yeah you know what I don't feel like I've been taken off course. I, I yes I was taken off course but I feel like I've come back to my true course even more yeah than what I was on before so you know I don't wish this pandemic to go on for another second longer I really don't yeah in many respects I'm very grateful for what's happened for me in the last year it's yeah there's been many elements to it like honestly this time last year was like it was it was crap like the shit was everywhere yeah but you can see all of that shit was they were gifts flying and like without them they wouldn't I wouldn't have been challenged to try and think creatively try other things meet the people connect with the people that I have uh, and it's so interesting because all of those people in one way or another have really allowed me to be to figure out who I am as a photographer and as a creative and what yeah. my to get the best out of the people who I work with which ultimately is like this is the biggest like buzz for me is when I get to create an image for somebody and they're like oh that makes me go that's basically what that's what I live for (laughs) and so yeah so without having gone through what we've gone through in the last year I don't think that I would be the same I mean none of us would probably be the same people we are but I feel a more truer more um happily version of of me yeah than I've probably ever been um and I just I hope that that can continue um yeah yeah I feel a lot more open and a lot more you know I mean I shared my shared my egg freezing story yeah talked about my anxiety before as well um the only thing I haven't talked about yet is my dating disasters (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that's another podcast. <laughs> it might be a bit of a comedy one, actually. Um, so, during lockdown, yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I do feel like it has really been able to, yeah, allow me to reconnect myself with, with me. I'm happy about that for sure. Gorgeous. Yeah. Do you have any specific kind of, um, you know, like, do you have a favorite tool or technique that you always come back to, to kind of, you know, when you're in a funk or things aren't, you know, you're tearing your hair out for some reason, what, what is it you kind of use again and again to come back to self? Um, I mean, music's really important to me. So music in nature, so headphones on, going for a walk, dog cuddles. Yeah. And the, the beach and the ocean, like water, that's like, that's my, that's my, I feel so at home there. It's, yeah. I'm living in a city at the moment. Um, I lived basically on beaches for like 10 years. Wow. Saving that. Um, so. Come to I, Devon. <laughs> I, I am supposed to be down that that way um you know assuming that everything does un, un, open up as it should do in a timely manner I'm supposed to be doing some engagement shoots down there because I have three weddings in Devon next year they oh, were wow yeah but they've been postponed so we're going to do engagement shoots this year so oh. yeah we'll be in Devon I'll let you know amazing yeah yeah I think yeah nature music just being like calm and still um and yeah being by the beach always helps me brilliant oh well it has almost been an hour already I can't believe it <laughs> but um yeah but I'd love to know what we what would you say to like if you were to travel forward in time maybe 10 years what do you think you would say, or vice versa, to your older self? What well, I would say now to my older self. Yeah, what, what do you think that conversation would look like? Oh my gosh. Um, I think, well, I'm just going to assume she's got to where I want her to be. And I would just really want her to know that really proud and really happy that she just persevered and didn't give up hope. And yeah, and just was just lived her life just doing what she wanted to do, like just yeah. doing her life and not, you know, saying fuck it to a lot of stuff and just getting on and doing it because it would be super. I mean, I recognize my, I've, I'm super privileged, like I'm really lucky. And I know that in many respects, I could choose a much, much easier path. Yeah. And have an easy life, if you know what I mean. Um, but like, I know that wouldn't be fulfilling. And I know it just wouldn't feel, it wouldn't, it wouldn't feel right. It wouldn't feel right. So, so for all of the crap that I'm, <laughs> I've endured it's totally been worth it because you know there's 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 glitter in that crap and it's made you know it's it, it's 
made the, the journey worthwhile. And I, yeah, you, future Becky, you have done so many things that other people just, their jaw drops when they hear you tell the stories. And yeah, so you should be really proud of that. It's been a life that's well lived. Um, yeah, that's what I think I'd say to her. <laughs> oh, that is gorgeous. That is so, and I want to, I want to come back to what you said about, you know, you, you could have it easier. But but for me, I think, again, we've been conditioned to believe that, you know, if we've got enough money, if we've got enough things, if, you know, all of that, then we should be happy. And everybody knows deep down that that's not true. That, you know, I've been ridiculously happy in the poorest times of my life where I've literally had, you know, very little at all and I've been homeless and you know I've just been so happy because my spirit has found other ways to fill me up and I think that that is the lesson that we're perhaps now learning as a collective that as long as you do what your soul really wants and you follow the nudges and you don't give up you 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 know you keep going then you can't fail no like you can't this that's it's an impossibility isn't it yeah no you know what I think that is like the greatest one of the greatest lessons that we can teach our kids yeah uh, generations uh, deconditioning away from that you know follow this path make this money this equals success it's just it's just nonsense you know, yeah you make up your own idea of what it is that's you know success that's fulfillment what your purpose is only you know those things because they're just such internal things and they they resonate differently in everyone yeah yeah oh becky you've been a joy to talk to where can we all find you and your gorgeous work oh you can find me all over the internet um <laughs> but predominantly i hang out on the book of face um so yeah you can kind of you can connect with me there it's becky Wright, just just my personal profile i very happily connect with people there it's where i share most of my stuff otherwise on instagram i am um Becky Wright underscore brand photography or Becky's underscore virtual photo shoots. Fabulous. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, my website is com. So, yeah. Beck, say that again, Becky Wright. Brandphotography.com. Cool. Yeah. I'll put all that in the show notes as well so that people can click. But um, I just want to say, yeah, thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing a bit about you and your story and, yeah, what makes you tick. Cool. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Zoe. <laughs>